Hello, hello. Hello, how are you, Jack? How's everything? Can you hear me? Okay, can you hear how me? You? I can hear you, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, man? I'm good, I'm good. We are live here on the podcast right now. Are we? That's yes. great. Awesome. So, hello, everyone. This is Aurus Julia Sanchez. I'm here with my special guest, which I'm going to introduce him very soon. I am very excited. Uh, today, we're actually going to be speaking about public speaking. But Jack here, my special guest, is a very famous and upcoming uh, entrepreneur and public speaker in Brazil. He has spoken in front of thousands of people. He is a high super communication coach. He has many clients, and he's going to be speaking about how he does certain things when he gives the speeches and presentations. So, guys, please listen. And, yeah, Jack, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Aurus. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you, to share some of my knowledge, to explain how things work. And, yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm very happy to be here and to be able to share what I know, which is something I do and I want to see people putting that into action. And, and, and some people that avoid public speaking might mm -hmm. be listening to this. And I want them to see that it's not the end of the world. It's possible and it's doable. And I can teach you how to do it. And sometimes <laughs> it, may, it may sound terrifying. Sometimes it may sound uh uh, something out of this world, but it's not, and and it's possible, and I can show you how. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, before we get into that stacking technique, which I I won't ruin right now, but the stacking technique that we spoke oh, about no, no, no. earlier, before, be spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, yes, I don't want to ruin it. But before we get there, you know, you mentioned something um, before. You you told me. Uh, can you think you can you think you can tell the audience how you got into public speaking and like a little bit of what you do now? And please mention that that story about the about the reporter that was trying to film you. Please tell that story. I, I, it's a very good story. Okay, yeah. So uh, I wasn't like I, I I didn't know how to perform when I was uh, younger when I was in school and I always try to to avoid uh exposure and i think mm -hmm. people same way it's a normal thing and i wasn't any different and there was this time i was always uh, there was this time that i was going to school so i was walking from my bus terminal and i had like to walk about 10 to 15 minutes mm -hmm. towards the school and then Sometimes there was this this day. I uh, some some reporters would like to. They were used to approach me and some people on the corner to interview people. They would just stick the microphone in front of your face and then ask some questions. And I was always running away from them, like hiding. Sometimes getting into a store to pretend that I'm, I was busy so I wouldn't have to give any interviews. And it, it was funny, but it was it was weird because I didn't want to do that all the time and there was uh this day i was walking to school and then i saw this reporter coming towards me with mm -hmm. the cameraman just alongside her and then she approached me and i at that very moment i thought this day i want to do it differently i'm not gonna do the same thing i, I i'm used to doing and i'm gonna change my pattern here i'm gonna break this paradigm and it's gonna be different so at that very moment i decided to do it 
to do something different. I was always using excuses and I'm sorry I'm busy now. I'm very, I'm in a hurry, so I won't be able to talk to you. But this day I did something different. I just grabbed my, my school bag. Okay. I put it over my head right above my shoulder, covered my whole face and <laughs> kept walking. It was really weird because she immediately laughed because she knew I was hiding myself. And then the camera guy laughed as well. And they didn't ask me anything. They just laughed and, okay, let's go to the next one. And I did that every time they approached me. I used a different strategy mm -hmm. and I had to answer any questions. And that was me throughout the whole youth, throughout the years of my school, my high school, and even when I was in college. Why do I tell this story? Because we are not born speakers, professional speakers. We all have to face uh, someday a, a stage or some, some audience, and we have to come up with, with some strategy and speak in front of people. And it, it's the same thing. We're not ready to speak in front of an audience. It happened to me. And it wasn't until when I was in college when I had to really perform and mm -hmm. then find out that <clears throat> I, I was a little bit of, I was a little comfort when I was uh, speaking to my colleagues, to my friends, mm -hmm. my classmates, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I had to, to improvise. I felt really, really, really anxious and it mm -hmm. wasn't helping. I had to learn public speaking when I was an adult when I was in the field, when I was working, when I, was, uh, uh, have, when I had to make money out of uh, speaking. And it happens to all of us. We do have to present ourselves to be exposed. And that's a way to become an authority. And then you become a go-to person. And that's what mm. I did. So I had to learn how to public speak. In, it's not it's not something that you learn it's it doesn't come with you you're not born that way some people say that oh it's not that my kid is an is an extrovert so he's gonna do well because he communicates with everyone it doesn't work that way shyness yeah. is a skill you learn how to become shy and then you have to unlearn that when you grow up and that's what I did I had to and learn all the patterns that was that were with me because I I had when you go to school and sometimes you want to ask something and then you raise your mm -hmm. hand and then you don't know how to ask that question and then sometimes you ask stupid questions because you're a kid it's just what you do it's what kids do and then the teacher uh, say something uh, that makes you feel uncomfortable and then your your friends laugh at you. And at that very moment, you might be creating uh, a trauma that will come with you for the rest of your life. And then even if you were an extroverted person, you're not uh -huh. going to be able to perform well because you're always going <clears> to <throat> think that that specific uh, situation made you uh, learn how to become shy, how to be a, sh a, a person that doesn't want to expose themselves it happens to me and it happens to everyone that's that's very interesting you mentioned that because you know i oh um when was i think it was like the, i think about two episodes back before this one i had another guest on and she was basically saying 
we were talking a lot about insecurities and what people feel. And I mentioned that a lot of people's insecurities, like what you just mentioned, a person learns or they start to get in the habit of becoming more introverted or shy, as, as I say, because of traumatic events. Maybe you said something dumb and people laughed at you. You trip, people laughed at you. I'm just giving random examples. But exactly. because of that, because of, of your childhood um, event, now when you get older, now when you get older, it's much harder because of that event. So that connection. And also, I love what you said. You mentioned that just because you're an extrovert does not mean you're going to be a great speaker. Yes, you can communicate with people. But now speaking with someone a one-on-one or in a group is very different from speaking in front of 200, 300 people, which, which is what you do a lot. You, you do speak in front of a lot of large audiences. And for you, what's the difference between speaking to someone a one-on-one and speaking to a large audience? Like, what's the difference? And mm-hmm. what skills do you need for each one? What skills do you need? Okay, j- just I, I just want to comment on something you said uh, about about being an extrovert. Mm. People are being an extrovert when you when when you communicate uh, mm-hmm. well. When you communicate a lot, it means that you are communicative. It means that you are good at communicating. It doesn't mean that you speak well or you are actually sending the right message, even if mm. you person on one-on-one situations sometimes when you are you feel comfortable with words coming out of your mouth and sometimes you might feel you might feel too comfortable with words coming out of your mouth and that's the problem because sometimes you just say more than you need and mm-hmm. people interest when you're not going straight to the point so sometimes you 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 feel comfortable speaking some even even in front of big large audiences. You I I have no problems. I heard that many many times. Jack, I don't have a problem speaking in front of a, a, a large audience. I I just go there and I do my job, and I mm-hmm. ask, "What well, doing your job well? What's the, <laughs> what does that mean? That you feel comfortable? No, I, I it's okay. I just go and do. Yeah, but do you know the results? Do you what sort of results you get from that performance? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just do it. And we don't realize that sometimes we feel comfortable. Say, for example, those teachers that have been teaching for 40 years. And if you ask them whether they feel uncomfortable in front, in front of the, the audience, they're going to say, um, no, not really. I've been doing this for 40 years. It's the same. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but do you think your class is a good one? Do people like it? And we, we know that we, we all have a teacher. We all had a teacher in high school and, and university that mm-hmm. we didn't like the class, but he, they are there. They, they still do it, and they've been doing, and they could have done it in a better way. They can do it in a better way, and it's just because they don't realize that they feel comfortable, and it's a dangerous place to be. A comfort zone, and in in this situation, in this example, it's a different comfort zone. It's the the one that have you do what you think it's hard to do, so it tricks you into thinking mm-hmm. that because you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're actually going into a different one, which is to feel comfortable uh, speaking to uh, to a public speak, and that's mm-hmm. the problem. You might not being good at it. It, 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 you're not aware of your performance. You're not actually evaluating the results that you're gaining from your performances. 
So answering your question now, you asked me what's the difference between speaking to one person, two people, and large groups of people. And yeah, like, like, what, like yeah, what skills do, do, you, do you need for speaking in front of a large group and then with the one-on-one or like a small group? Like what skills? The main difference in, in situations like that is that when you are speaking to 100 people, they see you differently. And that's, mm. that's what uh, scares you the most. Because when you are dealing with one person and then like you, you negotiating something, you're selling something, you're presenting yourself, you're introducing a new product or whatever. When you are dealing with one person, you are just one person. And if you have a different opinion, then they're going to uh, disagree with you and they're going to discuss and they're going to argue sometimes. But when you are speaking, you're not, mm -hmm. actually, you're not actually interacting. It's not a two-way interaction. So when mm -hmm. you are speaking to a large group of people, they see you in a different way. You become something to look up to. And that's what frightened people because you are an authority and that scares the hell out of people. You've been, when, when you go on stage and you look at the audience, they're going to wait for you to say something and they, wait, they are expecting something important, something relevant, something significant. And mm -hmm. then you have to be prepared to lay out Uh, all the, 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 the subjects, the, the topics that you're going to teach. And the skill that is required from you is to talk about yourself and mm -hmm. never <clears throat> ever try to explain something that is not uh, part of your field or what you do or, that, or what you're familiar with. I see people actually going on stage and they think they're going to do well and they try something different and mm -hmm. they the greatest at doing that, but they try it anyways. And what happens is people see them as uh, a person that is not too professional because mm. they find out something that they feel that they are at home and they don't, they don't take it seriously. The fact that they're on stage, when they're on stage speaking to a large group of people, they become an authority. People look mm. up to them. They are following you. You become a leader and you have to know what it's like to be a leader, what a leader does, and then you act accordingly. Okay, okay. Very, that was a very thorough answer. So all of you who are listening, please go back and listen to that section to know the skills you need to, to, to really kill it on a stage and also the previous stuff that, that uh, Mr. Tristao here has mentioned. Now, I've, I've, I've heard many uh, testimonials of people that have come to hear your, uh, your speeches and your presentations, and, and they love it. And we, before going on this podcast, we, you told me that you were going to talk about a technique called a stacking technique because I know that for you, it's very important that when you start a speech or presentation that you catch them off guard, that you engage them. And there's, like, and there's always a, a thousand ways on how you can engage an audience. But this technique, you use a stacking technique. I want you to explain it, and I want you to like pretend like there's a crowd in front of you. And how would you use it? But most importantly, not only how do you use it, but why do you use this stacking technique? Like, what's the importance of it, and why should people use this when they go give a speech or presentation? Okay, that is a very good question, and it's a very good technique, and it's simple to use. Uh, 
Okay, uh, good. The, the one reason people fear public speaking is the fear of a failure in public. Yes. So, of course, it, it, that's simple. But you don't want to be seen failing in front of a bunch of a, a bunch of people. So it'll be better if if that happened in the in the comfort of your home. So we kind of avoid the stage. But what is exactly the failure? The most obvious one to forget what you were saying and and seem lost, confused. And of course, they're gonna see you as a weak person, and you don't want that. Mm. There's no, nothing wrong with that. We can all make mistakes, but. We, we are entitled to make a mistake and learn from it. The problem is yes. that you seen as a person who didn't prepare or even worse, didn't even care. So yes. is there a simple technique to help us memorize the, the topics and never forget what we're presenting? And then I say, of course, there is the one you just mentioned. And the good thing, yeah, the good thing about this one, it's that it's even fun. It's it's. It helps you guarantee that you're not going to forget what you're saying. And it also connects with the audience in an unexpected way. So it's called the stacking. What is the stacking? We're going to stack objects on top of each other. And we're going to imagine that we are seeing objects and we're going to stack them on top of each other. And how does that work? Say, for example, I need to talk about... The, the subjects I chose to speak in this lecture is going to be, mm. number one, we are not born good speakers, so we have to okay. learn. Number two, I'm going to talk about empathy. Sometimes uh, we need to know what people want to hear, and then you're going to send the right message because you need to actually step into those people's shoes and feel what they feel. So empathy is the second subject. We're going to talk about uh, empathy. And the third, mm -hmm. uh, the <clears throat> third subject is going to be uh, focus. We have to focus and, and change and adjust the focus. Sometimes we lose track of what we're saying, and then because we get distracted, because of emotions we feel during the presentation, so we need to refocus. We're going to talk about focus. That's the third topic. The fourth one is to be yourself, to, to uh, loosen up and then let, it, let yourself go sometimes because people want to see authenticity. So we're going to talk about that. That's the fourth topic. And the, the fifth one is going to be an exercise. We're going to get people uh, stand up. And then we're going to have them uh, go in pairs. We're going to partner up with someone and then do an exercise. And then we're going to okay. conduct the whole thing. That's the fourth moment of our presentation. And the last one is the one that I'm going to say thank you for, uh, having, for being here. And, and then I'm going to explain how I came to have that be my uh, mission in life. And then I close with that. So those okay. are the six topics I'm going to talk in this lecture that let's say we're going to uh, present in like an hour or so. So okay. when I prepare that, I mm -hmm. choose topics first, six topics. The first one is you're not born a good speaker. Then you have to think about uh, empathy, then focus, and then let yourself go sometimes. And then the exercise, and then mm -hmm. a way of saying things. Six different mm -hmm, topics. Yes. Okay. So 
I, I start up with some personal story and then I introduce myself. I, I start telling the story. Then I say, why do I tell the story? Because being here is important. We're going to talk about this and that. We're gonna, we can cover uh, storytelling in another episode. But then I present myself, introduce myself. I say, hey, my, by the way, my name is Jack. I do this and that. And then I begin my lecture. I ask the audience this. Okay. I want you to help me memorize a set of objects, a list of objects, and I want you to remember them with me. The first one is a school bag. What is the first one? And people go, a school bag. Come again. I didn't hear that. School, school bag. bag. Oh, school bag. Thank you. Okay. The second one, imagine that you're stacking, you're stacking the second object on top of the school bag. So the second object is a parking sign, you know, the one that has the P on it, a parking sign. What is the second one? And people go, parking sign. Okay, great. Parking sign. So what's the third one? The third one is a vacuum cleaner. A vacuum cleaner. And people go, okay. What's the third one? A vacuum cleaner. What's the first one? Come on. And people go, school bag. The second one. And then you, you do like a number two with your fingers and you count from one to five or six or whatever with your fingers and you don't have to repeat that you let them say the word so you're engaging with them so they're participating it's getting fun because you, you you're going to help them wake up a little bit sometimes they go to the lectures and they're like, ah, this is going to be boring no you start up with something cool so just what's the, th the third one vacuum cleaner okay cool the fourth one it's the spongebob who knows spongebob here and then you raise your hand people go oh I know. okay <laughs> SpongeBob. Okay, the fourth one is the SpongeBob. What's the first one? School bag. Second one? Parking sign. Vacuum cleaner. SpongeBob. Now, the fifth one is a shy monkey emoji. You know the one that covered the <laughs> eye? They're covering the eye. Yes. Uh -huh. So, it's the, the fifth one. So, let's begin from, from, from the first one. What's the first one? And go, go. And they go, school bag, parking sign, vacuum cleaner, SpongeBob. I, some of them don't remember exactly the, the right one. They don't get it right. So you say, come on, guys. I've been repeating myself here. And then they repeat the next one. The photo, shy monkey emoji. Awesome. Now, the, the, the last one is a sailboat. Mm -hmm. oh, sailboat. Okay. So what's the first one? School bag. And they go all the way from the first one to the sixth uh, okay. object. Oh, imagining objects. Some people have different pictures in their heads, but imagining the objects being stacked on each other helps them uh, remember all the objects. And then when I end that, the, the explanation, the, the laying out of the objects, when I, I lay out of the, all of the other objects, I ask this question, what is the first one? Come on. And they go, school bag i pause for a second look at them when i was about 16 years old i was walking to my school i had like a five or six block walk to the to my school and there was this corner where some some reporters would just hang around waiting for people for them to interview and and then I tell the whole story about uh, hiding my face. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
And then people laugh a little bit because it's a funny story. And then they say, why do I tell this story? Because we, we don't, we're not born speakers. When we are born, we just scream the hell out of, and then we seem to begin living. And at some point, we're going to learn how to be shy. And then we don't know whether to, uh, we don't know how to unlearn that uh, new skill. And then I teach that for like 10 to 15 minutes. I end the whole explanation. I pause for a little bit, just like two or three seconds, to uh -huh. let them know that this is a transition from one topic to the next one. I look at them again. Uh... Yes, so I look at them again and say, okay, what was the second object? And people, oh yeah, what was the second object again? And then, of course, repeated so like several times. Some, not maybe not all of them, but some of them would yell, "Parking sign!" Yes, so very good. You guys were paying attention. A parking sign. Uh, and then, uh -huh. go ahead. And then, so yeah. No, no, no. It's it, it's it's so interesting. You mentioned this because, so it, this is fascinating because you know. I know you, you really want to make a difference. So I know that some people that are listening to this are like, wow, that's very different and unique. Other people are saying, yeah, but you could just write bullet points or you could just have a PowerPoint. But, but then I'm thinking, yeah, but if you put, a, but it, but if you put a, a bullet point or if you put a PowerPoint, not only can the audience already, the audience, they, they can always read everything and they can see everything and they're not surprised and they're not at the edge of their seat. But when exactly. you keep asking them, when you keep asking them like, hey, What's one or what's two or what's three? They're always like ready to answer and they always have to like try to remember. It's like playing a game. Exactly. So you have them playing a game, but not only that, you don't have to remember it. They remind you and all you have to do is once they say it, you remember your, your point and then you can explain it. Am I correct? Yes. It's that amazing. <laughs> That's yes, the whole thing. Because you get them to play a game and they want to tell you that they remember it. They, and they yeah. want to shout the, the, the name before the, the guy next to him say the, the word. So they want to be the first to remember. So they, they just scream the names, the, the, the objects, and it, it becomes a fun thing to do. So when you're about to finish the topic, when you, when, when they, when you think that they're going like to lose interest a little bit because, you know, I'm not... I don't know whether this, the next object is going to be as much fun as this one was. So you ask another question. So, okay, guys, uh -huh. so what was the second object? Oh, yes, there was another object. What was that one again? Oh, parking sign. Yes, a parking sign. So you pause a little bit for like two seconds. You just breathe a little bit. You look at them, and then you say, uh, I had a neighbor who used to park her car just in front of my building. And we go along, we get along, like, like we say hi to each other when we, we see each other at, in the hall. And then I tell a story about a neighbor who parked her car uh, right in front of my building. And there was like something going on in the stadium just right nearby. And when I saw her car outside, I said, well, your car is parked outside. And then she was leaving. I said, oh, you just left the car outside because you're going to leave. You didn't want to go to the garage because you just want to leave right away. And she said, no, no, no. It's just because there's something going on in the stadium. I don't want to be using a spot here. 
I just want to remove my car, put it in the garage because I want someone mm. to use this parking space. And at that moment, so I tell the story and like, of course, it's not that short. So I tell the story and then I say, why do I tell the stories? Because I don't know if I would do that. She was thinking about other people rather than herself. And then I tell the story about being someone using empathy, doing empathetically things and actions. And that's when I explained the whole thing about empathy, which is something important to your communication, to you when you engage in conversation. And that's the second, the second uh, object. So I explained the whole thing. I, I teach that technique about empathy. I tell a different story. And then I, I tell a third story, one when I was teaching at the university, the other one when I was watching a movie in the theater and something okay. happened. Mm -hmm. And then I explain the empathy. I finish it. And then I pause a little bit and go, what was the third object? And people go, oh, the third object, a vacuum cleaner. And say, yes, vacuum cleaner. So they repeat the name. So, yes, some people would forget. So you say, come on, guys, it's the third object. We're not even halfway through. Okay, vacuum cleaner. And then I tell a story. And then I pause for a little bit and say, in 2008, I was working as a sales consultant at this store, and we used to sell electronics, blah, 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 blah. I tell a story when this guy came in, and he wanted to purchase this vacuum cleaner. It was like a Dyson, and the vacuum cleaner was awesome. It did everything, but I, I knew nothing about it. So mm -hmm. this guy was a – you probably – I think you may have uh, heard that story and uh, so I explain about focus to refocus. And I, I, I explain the whole thing. I finish. And then I move on to the next one. What was the next? Okay. And they go, SpongeBob. And at this moment, I, I, I explain something about a story when I, I was doing like an impression uh, about SpongeBob. And people really liked it. It was funny. And then I tell them that sometimes we need to, to improvise, we need to be ourselves, we need to something, try something different, be authentic, and then I go into the authenticity topic. Next one, shy emoji, uh, shy monkey emoji. At, that, at this moment, I tell a story where uh, it was like an awkward situation, awkward situation, and very embarrassing. And people laugh at me because it was really embarrassing. And I get them to stand up to, to, to get into small groups of five or maybe four people, five people. And then I teach uh, real quickly some techniques, how to present, how to, to, uh, to tell a story, a personal story, and then leave a lesson. And I want them to tell an embarrassing story, some 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 situation mm. felt really embarrassed and something went wrong, really wrong, and a funny story. And I do, I do that before they they try it out because I need to go first. Of course, I'm the lead, so I expose myself. So I I let them know that it's okay, and then I get them to do the same thing. I do that because they want to try some techniques because at the end of the, the, the presentation, I'm going to sell my course. I'm going to tell them that the, the, they can uh, enroll and then they can uh, buy the subscription or whatever. So I need them to understand that it's a practical course. And I get them to do that a little bit. So 
you know, when they're about to get tired and lose interest because we, they've been listening for like 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, I get them to stand up and tell a funny story. Uh-huh. That. Oh, so, it, so that you reverse it. You want them to like stand up and do things now, correct? Yeah, exactly. So you modulate the energy. That's a very good strategy. You get them to stand up. Some of them even stretch out and say, oh, that's nice. Okay. So they they stand up. They they. So you conduct the whole exercise. You get them to start. Uh, I can actually uh, uh, explain the the techniques in another episode about the uh, yes to do that and, and, yeah, to have yes. them to have them uh, because you need to know how to to conduct the whole thing. Who is the first one of the group? Wh- who's the next? How do you time it? How do you let them know that they've got like thirty seconds left to finish the exercise? It's not like okay, go ahead and do it. No. You have to control it, and there's a special All technique right. for that. So I do the whole thing, maybe 20 minutes or 15 minutes, and then people are laughing, they're having fun, and then at the end of the exercise, I say, okay, let's grab our seats again and go back to their seats. I go back in front of the, on stage in front of them, and then I ask, oh, okay, uh, was it fun? Was it like – so did you like it? Yeah, yes. Uh, who wants to share uh, the story or whatever and then you engage with them you play a little bit and at that moment i asked them okay is it okay if i explain a little bit about the the course the two-day course the life course and oh yeah it's okay because you know i'm the fun guy now i'm with them i'm playing with them so why not let him let him just do say whatever he wants so at this moment i go into the offer i explain how the, the, the course works. I lay out all the, the modules and, and the exercises we do. We learn this and that, and then we're going to go into this and that. Blah, 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 blah. And then you just show the, the, the investment or whatever. Okay, okay. And that's the project. And I say, thank you. Thank you very much. Blah, blah, blah. Any questions? That's the moment when I get uh, into the Q&A. Oh. So they start at, it's a moment where they think it's already about to end because it is, it is a moment where it, the, the, the whole presentation, the whole lecture is about to end because they're asking questions. But wait a minute, there's still an object, an object that wasn't mentioned. And always, always, this is a very, this is very nice. Always. Uh, someone, they raise their hand and say, excuse me. What about the sailboat? <laughs> it's very nice because you get them to remember an object. You know that the, the object is about to be used. You, it's just like a, a, a joke. It's just like a, a fun way of having them mm-hmm. remember for yes. you. Okay. Then you say, yes, of course. What about the sailboat? And they know that you did it on purpose because there was no way you're going to leave it out because it's the one you used to think them. So, and they say, oh, yes, the sailboat. And you only say, you only go to the next object when there was no uh, questions being asked anymore. So they ran out of questions. Then you go, to, okay, what about the sailboat? Sailboat, yes. And then I, be, I, begun, I begin a story. Awesome. Uh, in 2013, I was... Uh, 
being part of a coaching program, blah, 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 blah. I was driving back from my lunch break and then I look at the bay. It was like a, a something going on. Many, many sailboats just sailing around a blue, yellow, green, red. It was beautiful. And then I felt at home. It was a place that I used to look at and I really enjoy looking at because it's a beautiful bay. But at that day, at that moment, on this day, it was different. It had something special because it was colorful. So I go back to the – and then I tell a story. It's a very nice okay, story. Good, good. Why do I tell this story? Because being that, – that's, that's the, 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 the perfect ending. Because being here now, today, it's got, it's, it's got to do with my main purpose in life. I chose this profession because I could help people in this and in that way. And then you explain as to why you chose to be there. And that way you, 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 you get the chance to thank them. And that's why I thank you very much for being here with me, for listening to me to the end. Da, 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 Thank okay. you. And then when you, you end your presentation, they know they can stand up. They know they can applaud or whatever. And it's the end of the presentation. They helped you throughout the whole presentation. You didn't forget any topic because they were helping you with the objects. You made, you had fun with them. You even used an object to do an exercise with them. And then you went, uh, you, even, you used another object to, to thank them at the end. And then you had your presentation. Okay, right awesome, Jack. Awesome. Thank you for that thorough uh entirety of your entire speech and, and just how and how you break it down thing we really appreciate it now before we end uh just tell the audience where they can find you okay it's easy it's just my name they can go online and find me uh on instagram it's jack tristau j-a-c-k-t-r-i-s-t-a-o and also they can go uh, to my website. It's www.jacktristal.com. Oh. And they can see, and they can leave me a message. They can DM me and I answer every single person that sends me a message. <laughs> it's a pleasure. That is so true, guys. If you send a message, he will answer you as soon as possible. He will, and he is a very nice guy. And as you can tell, very knowledgeable. We're definitely going to have him back again some other time. Talk about storytelling. Jack, thank you so much. It was great having you on this podcast. It was phenomenal. Thank and you. Yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to Converse with anyone anywhere this episode. Guys, we appreciate it. And of course, till next time.